Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for our weekly gaming wrap-up show. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, as always. And this is our almost all Mario spectacular. We're doing it live, of course, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're watching on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com or listening to it on any of the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, thank you so much. While you're there, give it a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, turn on notifications, whatever it is for the platform that you're enjoying it on. And uh, yeah, if you like what we do here, tell a friend. It's easy, it's fast, and it's free, and it's a great way to support us. Check out readycheckradio.com. Upper right-hand corner is all the socials, so you'll know exactly where to follow us. We're going to get down to the Mario Brothers movie, some other Mario news, some handheld news, and a bunch of other things. Joining me to do it, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, sir? Hello! How's it going? How you been? How you been? You had the Rona, so you're, you're good, though? I'm good now. I'm tested negative as of today. Um, I uh, This is my first time having it, so I have avoided it for three nice, long, hard years, uh, only to... I went to my first PAX, so of course, first PAX, first time COVID, boom. Yeah, you were vaxxed and all that fun stuff. I was, so, yeah. Like, the symptoms yep. weren't, weren't all that... No, Smashing. the uh, I'd say the worst part of it was, uh, other than the fever, was the migraine. It's uh, the same migraine that I get with the vaccinations, which absolutely crippled me. But uh, the migraine only lasted for about 24 hours, and then I was good. Good, good. Well, glad you're feeling good. Glad you're joining us. How was PAX and Goose Goose Duck? Uh, so we didn't go on official capacity. Uh, it was just more for, like, funsies and stuff. Um, but uh, so didn't go as the company but uh for uh pax itself uh i felt it was a little lackluster maybe that had something to do with gdc being right around the same time um as pax east they they fell like within a i think there was a day or two overlap of it actually yep um so i don't know i felt it was a little lackluster uh there were some really cool things some i i walked out with like three or four t-shirts that i thought were really cool so yeah, we honestly, covering them here and covering them on MMO Bomb, we kind of said the same thing about both PAX and GDC, that it was like, yeah. yeah, we're not surprised E3 is canceled. None of these conventions is terribly interesting at the moment, so. Yeah, and I talked to a couple vendors that had been there, like, for many, many, many years, and they said they the aisles used to be, like, really tight one-way, like, aisles that you could only go down one. They're, like, quadruple wide right now, where it's, like... It's insane that we did. We actually did the entire convention in one day. We did it on Thursday before like the big crowd showed up. We saw everything, everything there was to see Thursday. We had an all day. We had uh, the, the all weekend pass all four days. So it was like we just kind of hung out and just like did whatever, met up with some people and stuff, uh, which is kind of cool. Like that's always the fun part is like yeah. just meeting people. So. Yeah, it's going to be weird seeing how these things evolve over the next few yeah. years because, you know, obviously E3 has had to for a long time. PAX has rested yeah. on its laurels for a while and probably should have started evolving, but hasn't. Well, we'll see how it plays out over the next few years. Joining yeah. us also, a resident artist of Ready Check Radio, Yod. What's up, sir? 
you know, peaches. Yeah. Lots of peaches. Lots of peaches. <laughs> peaches, uh, can, peaches. Yeah. Yeah. Peaches, yeah. peaches, peaches. Yeah, the, the convention thing, yeah, they, they've got to do something because they got to look at their uh, their audience and who's going now. Because, like, I'm getting ready to go in about a month and a half to Momocon over here in Georgia. And talking to the workshop people that I, I work with there because I'm running workshops, they say that it's act- the attendance has actually doubled and quadrupled since the whole pandemic yeah so see those types of cons are i think a bit they're in a different bag though right, right? right. like that is so one that gotta, caters specifically to a certain community and it's all about interacting with each other right it, it's a lot but they they try to do uh when they started it was all about japanese animation anime that type of stuff then they pivoted to gaming so they're they're kind of a combination of both anime and gaming but they're not gaming announcements they're you right. know go there to play the games go there to hang out with your friends so, like, like I said, you got to look at your crowd and who you're attracting and if that's going to be sustainable. But I'm also sure I'll catch the Rona while I'm there. Probably. So. Or you'll, you'll <laughs> yeah. come back with some type of con crud. It yeah. always happens. Yeah. It always yeah, that's happens. how con crud works, yeah. Uh, hey, See, so- the thing is, I don't think I got it from the con itself. I probably got it from like dinners or something yeah. after. Well, yeah, you, you, you got it, it from always- the from the the waitress at In and Out Burger and stuff. You exactly. Know, that's yeah. Like, yeah. When you're fully masked, the whole thing is required for the convention. Yeah. So. yeah, it's always when you start drinking or eating and the mask comes off and yep. it gets sloppy. That's that's what it is. That's exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, so we're gonna talk about a lot of Mario news today, including Why? the Mario Brothers that's movie. Peaches. Yad and I have in fact <laughs> seen the movie. Dom has not, but has seen some other stuff. And when we get to that, it's going to be relatively spoiler-free. But please know, like, there just really isn't anything to spoil. Mario. Like, yeah, if you if you played them, <laughs> some direct spoilers though. So that's fine. That's fine. If uh, if you're expecting like spoilers in the plot, I don't know what to tell you if you've ever played a Mario <laughs> game. Like, they're just. There's no spoilers in the plot Mario of the movie. Mario goes down the pipe. There, I've spoiled yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly. So, but before we get to that stuff and the additional Mario stuff we, we want to talk about, it, it's been a weird week kind of out of nowhere on a certain front. Yes. Um, now, obviously, I absolutely love my Steam Deck, right? Absolutely mm-hmm. love this bad boy. Uh, and I wholeheartedly, you know, I've told you all, I do probably like 98% emulation on it and 2% actually touching my Steam library. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not the best when it comes to like, can it run this or can it run? Th- I don't fucking know. I don't know. Uh, can, I, I know it can run Elden Ring because that was what uh, Havoc and I were like, let's put it, put it through its paces and really see what it can do at the time uh, when it first came out. And so, yeah, that's where we're, we're at now. But, there's always been a subset of quote unquote handheld computers, right? Before even before the Steam Deck, there there's yeah. a few that most people might know, and they typically cater to the emulation crowd, but they can do other things as well. Uh, and some of them are rather high end, some of them are very nice, and some of them are you have bigger screens than the Steam Deck and all kinds of stuff. But they've usually been by one or two smaller companies. And have had the drawback of being a little more on the pricey side because they are smaller companies. So while the Steam Deck didn't invent this genre of consoles or this subsect of consoles, what they have done 
is the affordable price point, right? The performance matched with a price point that Valve is like, we're going to take a loss on it and we don't care. Mm-hmm. And now... <laughs> now, now... We're starting to see some more companies get involved here that also have obviously not the same bankrolls as Valve. Valve is massive, but are big in their own rights and have maybe a little more sway than some of the smaller companies. And we're, we're taking a look this week because we actually thought, many people thought, that it was an April Fool's joke, which is why their little thing had to say, not an April Fool's <laughs> joke, oh, right, right on it. <laughs> because ROG started releasing information about their ally, Republic of Gamers, a.k.a. Asus, uh, and their ally, which is essentially a Steam Deck type unit. Okay, you can see a picture of it there. There's actually a whole video. It doesn't give you all those specs and everything. They're not ready to reveal that yet. But if you yeah. check out Linus Tech Tips, he did get a hands-on time as like the third person not working for Asus that got yeah. to touch this thing. But they did have a t- Asus representative yeah. in the room, standing to right make there. Sure script. <laughs> I remember when he did that with Steam Deck too, right? The first time he got to touch it was actually at Valve headquarters, and they yeah. were they were all in the room, and he went to scan it with one of like he did a thermal scan of it, and they were they were fine with that. He wanted to scan it in some other way, and they were like, "No, not yet." <laughs> but we're not ready for that yet. They haven't released specific specs for this thing, but it does have a a better screen, mm-hmm. able to do 1080. They are saying that in most cases, it can outperform the Steam Deck at a two-to-one ratio, whether that be frame rate, Impressive. whether that be the resolution of the game being 1080 instead of 720, or sometimes smaller, depending on what you're playing, uh, sometimes lower. The performance of the unit, they have doubled the fans. Uh, they have battery life that they say can outperform the Steam Deck at almost two to one. So there's a lot of we don't know, including, Dom, price point. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I feel like this can get lower than some of the current competition from the smaller companies simply because it is Asus. But I don't know how low they can take it, particularly with the hardware they're saying that they're going to put in it. But this is exactly what Valve wanted, right? Valve put out the Steam Deck specifically to create more competition in this space, and now they're getting it. What did you think of what you've been able to see so far of the Ally? You you, you there? Yeah. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom, you. Oh, sorry. Oh, you yeah. Cut out, so I didn't I didn't hear <laughs> yeah. who it was directed to. Um I I don't We're know. Like these offline. Oh. These yeah, these handhelds are I really said pre show like... it was going to do that. You don't okay. have to acknowledge it. Let's look <laughs> like professionals here. <laughs> I was going right through it. Um so yeah, like I don't know, like you look at how it's like revolutionized from like the Switch, which was I'd arguably say the first kind of like home console version of this that was like yeah. good enough quality, you know, and, and, and then ma- we have mass market appeal. Yeah, r- right. And then then you have the Steam Deck, which improved everywhere on it. So I would expect nothing but the Sony one to be improvements over the Steam Deck. And if it's not, why would you release it in the first place? Well, this so, isn't the Sony one We're we're going to get to that in a second. Oh, OK. This right, is right. this is the ROG ally. Gotcha. Yeah, the the ally, um, the wife actually went 
can you play Final Fantasy on it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's looking to get one if you can. And it yeah. looks good. That's going to be the thing, too, right? The initial availability. Yeah. That's that's always the issue. Right. I mean, it was an issue with Valve, uh, you know, but again, Asus, uh, you know, they make right. they make a few computer parts. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, they make a few computer pieces. Just a few. Dom, you're I, you've been talking. You were talking. You had mentioned the the Sony one. Now mm-hmm. this one's a bit of a different breed, <laughs> right? We don't yeah. quite know a ton about this one yet, Dom. Tell us what we do know so far, because this, uh, this is like this is like huge it, grain of salt rumor territory. By the way, yeah, I mean we do know. I mean the major thing is cloud streaming, which I mean we kind of saw how well that went with Amazon. Yeah, so but I it's don't. Not- Actually, cloud streaming. Yeah, and, and mm. you get to admit, Amazon kind of shot themselves in the foot and then executed themselves with the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it, it's it it, it they kind of did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Where and like Mike said, this this isn't really cloud streaming because you have to have, if it's to be believed, if it's to be believed, you have to have your PS5 to run it. Right. Which to me sounds more like what they did with the Wii U with the second screen setup. It's a Chromecast, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a remote. <laughs> it's a remote play tool. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. it'll probably be a little more than that, Dom. But yeah, this is my pooping PS5. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, can I take it and travel with it? Like, can I Wi-Fi connect to my my home console? So, Inner, Insider Gaming is reporting that the device is codenamed the Q Lite, and it will require the PS5. It uses Sony's existing remote play functionality to adaptively stream gameplay to the Q Lite up to 1080 60 frames per second. It'll resemble a PS5 controller with a massive 8 inch LCD touchscreen in the middle. Adaptive triggers, volume buttons, speakers, and an audio input jack. Currently set to release before the PS5 Pro and after the rumored detachable disk drive accessory that Sony is planning for the PS5. (laughs) The detachable disk drive and the Q-Lite are part of a previously reported second phase of the PlayStation 5's lifespan, which will include other hardware drops, including wireless earphones, wireless headsets, a lot of this coming to uh, kind of uh, over, uh, Jeff Grubb over at Giant Bomb kind of confirming some of this stuff because uh, people were saying, oh, there's reports of a PS Vita too. And Grubb came out and was like, no, no, no. I'd probably scale those down a little bit. This is not going to be a Vita too. The only thing I've ever heard of is kind of a cloud streaming handheld. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be using the remote play feature. So there you go. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't no? like that. Why not? No. It it I don't know I I don't think it'll be as popular as if they just made it a straight freaking cloud streaming service, like like just just cut the tethered PS5 you don't need it, just use it as a cloud streaming device. I think that'd be a better deal for a lot of people, and like you can't say you can use it as a secondary screen or whatever for the PS5 if you choose to. But the primary feature is the cloud streaming thing if you don't have a PS5 or if you don't want to sink the money into a PS5. Because that's that's the whole thing is it, it becomes an accessory then. Right. And yeah, and, and for the prices that you're probably going to have to pay because it's got a screen built in, let, let's face it, if it's got a screen built into it, the price jacks up quite a bit for an accessory. 
and most people aren't going to want to plunk down to cash if they're just, you know, they can just play it on the screen that they have attached or they've got a computer or whatever that they can, if they're, you're doing remote play, it's all there already. So yeah. why are you plunking down this extra cash for it? Just make a wireless controller and allow me to like remote play to, to my cell phone at that point. You know, right. It's it does cheaper. seem weird, doesn't it, Dom, that Sony's right. going yeah. this kind of avenue or at least reportedly going this avenue? Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. I, I, I don't know what to think about it. I, I originally crossed the two. I thought these two were the same, but uh, I'm less excited for this now with uh, <laughs> knowing knowing about this. So Knowing that it requires the PS5. Yeah, the ROG Ally yeah. looking a little better for Dom. Yeah, it, it is. It absolutely is. So. Baron in chat says, price of entry is a PS5. Ah, Steam Deck, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah, see, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, you, yeah, the same not, thing happens with the PSVR, right? You're like, why is this right. tethered to the PlayStation 5? Right. Well, right. requiring the PS5, this is now three times more expensive than the Steam Deck. Right. Even at, not at knowing minimum. the price point. Yeah, at minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah minimum. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, I mean, the, the PSVR is a peripheral, but once again, how popular is it going to be right now because you have to tether it to a P PlayStation? It's not yeah. going to be as popular. I mean, that's putting a lot of faith in the PlayStation library, right? Because that's right. got to be the only selling point that you can put on this, right? Is you yeah. have access to Sony's library uh, well, with on the go. But we also know that they're yeah. pushing more and more into the PC side of things right. anyway. Exactly. And then your Steam Deck or your ROG Ally or whatever starts to open up and become an option at that point. Right. So the only thing that makes sense to me is Nintendo. <laughs> you know, like boy, that's Nintendo a weird sentence sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> right? Nintendo would be able to get away with this in a yeah. heartbeat, and it like yeah. wouldn't even. I wouldn't even be like, oh, there's there's wrong. Like, no, like I'd buy it right now. You know, like if it's all the same stuff as what the what PlayStation's going, saying you needed a Switch to to like say Switch wasn't a handheld already, but say Switch was like built into the the dock. And say, you know, this accessory was coming out to allow it to be handheld and it's got pseudo cloud streaming. I'd buy it. I don't care. Nintendo, I'd do it. It's just because you can't get their IPs anywhere else. Yeah, you can't get the library anywhere, legally anywhere right. else. Right, right, no. right, right. But right. you know, Dom, if you buy it, it's just going to sit in a box on your shelf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never opened those NES and Super NES classics behind me. Oh, my God. How's that uh, Rabbids? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, let's see. I think it's right. You had here. a perfect excuse. You were having a trip to go to PAX. Yeah. You had some travel time. You Night four hours. I wouldn't get anywhere in there on a four-hour trip. A four-hour trip. I'm somebody who wants to sit down and beat the game in one sitting. Right? I don't have that that time right now. Good lord. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about some Mario stuff. We're yeah. going to start off with the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I don't know if you've seen this or not. It's doing pretty good. <laughs> it's it doing was, pretty it was, good. It was quite good. So for its total sales so far, and this is it came out on Wednesday. These sales include yesterday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, headed into Easter opening weekend. Domestically, here in the U.S., the film has done... 195 million. That's Impressive. way ahead of expectations for the game or for the movie. Uh, worldwide, 368 million 
It's the top showing ever for an animated title after supplanting Frozen 2, which had $358 million. Uh, well on its way to probably some nice uh, in-the-record-books type deals, right? If it projects out through the rest of its opening weekend, it would be the second biggest five-day launch in history, right behind Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, and it will, as well as being a near-record Easter holiday gross overall. On Wednesday, just its opening day in North America, it was $31.7 million. Another $26 million on Thursday just in the United States. So doing very well on the financing front. But not so much on the reviews front. Critics not liking this one so far. Over 200 critical reviews, not viewers, you know, not right. the audience score, the, the critics' right. reviews. Over 200 on Rotten Tomatoes so far, gents. Coming in at a 56%. Mm -hmm. Over 5,000 verified ratings from the audience uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, giving it a 96%. We're going to generally stay spoiler-free, but like I said at the beginning of the show, if you played a Mario game in your life from beginning to end, there's no spoilers to be had here from a plot standpoint. But, yeah. I will ask a couple details. Yeah, Dom has not seen it. Yod and I both have. So Dom will kind of be our our question guy here. Before we get into the actual plot and thick of the movie, the whole critics thing. I mean, I'm an avid movie watcher. I I, I watch quite a few movies and uh, do a lot of cinema stuff. And I, I found that a lot of the reviews from critics these days, they don't understand what they're watching. Well, like these movies these days aren't—they're not made for the critics. I don't know if you read some of the reviews; they're they're kind of spot on. Like there wasn't too there weren't too many critical reviews that I looked at, and I was like, "Wow, this is just totally out of touch." Most of them were pretty much spot on. A the thro- the plot is threadbare. B it's super cute and colorful and like a sugar rush. And but C yeah, that, and C there's there's a lot of nods to Mario fans, and I'm like, all those things are right. Bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going for plot, it is lacking. It is it's like it is Mario like both movie. Nintendo and Illumination played it safe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's like ask, it's like asking what the plot to a Mario game is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, it you know? It, it, it is what it had. to I'm be not saying I agree with them <laughs> with their final like review right. of it, but them saying the thought the plot is kind of threadbare. Yeah, I mean they're right. But I didn't expect it to be any more than that. It is what it needed to be for a, an origin story for Mario. Which, I mean, what more can you ask for on a first foray into this type of movie? Yeah, Baron, it's it's usually always that way. It depends on the yeah. movie, but like critics hate something, audiences love it, audiences hate it, yeah. it gets critically acclaimed. Like it's yeah. it's usually one or the other. The rare yeah. movies that get both, those are the ones that are up for the Oscars that year. Um, yeah. and that's anyway. generally the way it works. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm gonna ask one spoiler right off the bat, and this is in terms of plot. I've made a prediction okay. a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago on here. And I want you to tell me if I was right or not. Okay. Because I, I don't care if I, you know, if this ruins the plot of the movie. I, <laughs> I, I had made a guess that it was a possibility that Chris Pratt was a Mario player that got sucked into the game. That is, is, that, that is not 
a no, plot point. No. Okay, cool. I, I can see where that assumption came from. Mm-hmm. Considering a specific scene in the movie where right. there is an Easter egg of, you know. So so I'm I I know a little bit about some of the Easter eggs. So I I'm gonna this I th I think this one is directly gonna kind of reveal that. So my my question to you guys is, what did you think about Charles Martinet's uh uh voice? Loved it. Loved it. Spot. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he's in there the twice. You're talking about. Right? He's in there twice. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he plays two different characters. Uh, yeah. And pre-show, we were talking about like the voice and Chris Pine and everything like that. So uh, if you saw the trailer where the Penguin Kingdom is under attack, that is literally the opening of the movie. I figured right. as much. So that is the first scene you see, and then the second scene is the Mario Brothers watching <laughs> their commercial, which was also revealed in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, so as its yeah, own separate I did see thing. I did see that there's a the commercial is actually up on YouTube and it was to the the Mario TV show theme yes. song, correct? Yeah, and right. we talked about right. that on this show when it came out, and right. we even called the right. number on this show. Called the number. We went to the nice. website that yeah. it showed. Yeah, we did it all of that. Web page. So they're yeah. watching that, and I thought it was really clever off the beginning, just to kind of get the voice thing out of the way. They have very Mario and Luigi Italian deep accents in that commercial that they put together. Mm -hmm. And then when they're in the pizza parlor, the punch out pizzeria, uh, <laughs> which is cute, uh, yes. and picture a glass Joe on the wall. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, um, there's a reference. Do you think the accents were a bit much? No, no, that's probably what people were expecting. So like they throw away the <laughs> fact that those those voices are fake, and then Giuseppe, who is playing Jumpman on an arcade machine in the pizzeria, <laughs> uh, he turns around and goes woohoo! Yeah, and that's Charles <laughs> yeah. Martinet. Uh, who yeah. also ends up playing Mario's dad, who woohoos a few more times through the movie. Yes. So, like, it nice. was cute how right off the bat they were like, fuck the voices. That's us putting yeah. them on for a commercial. These are our real voices. You've just never heard them. Let's go. Move on. Po mo yep. yeah. Move on, folks. Uh, I think that's a perfect way to address it. Um, so, the, so, what I find really interesting is uh, back in the year of Luigi, which was what, about a decade ago now? Yeah. Um, yes. The, they did like this whole interview with a bunch of different YouTubers and they asked the, the, the video in question was uh, they were showing Luigi doing parkour and they had the YouTubers. They were asking them to just like uh, comment on like how awesome Luigi was and it was completely improvised. And one of the uh, 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 YouTubers had mentioned something about uh, Luigi's skills at, at parkour are only second to... Uh, his, him with a plunger in his hand and they cut the, the recording and they said, look, we are trying to move away from the Mario brothers being plumbers. Like we were trying to right. get away from their origins. We don't want to like have any indication that of their job, their profession, or even that they're from Brooklyn. They were trying to get away from that. And I find that so interesting that like a decade ago, Nintendo was trying to wipe that and sweep that all under the rug. And here we are 10 yeah, years and later. And this movie bites into both that. of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bites into it's all crazy. Of that. Yeah. They went deep with the Brooklyn and plumbing. Yeah. Okay. So, so. I don't know about you. I'm going to give my like top level. I all thought right. the movie was incredibly charming. The animation is fantastic. The plot is a Mario game plot. Illumination and Nintendo were certainly playing it safe here. I'd like to see them get a little more 
you know, complicated or a little more in-depth or a little more interesting in a sequel because there absolutely will be one when it makes this type of money, even if they didn't set it up for one, which they do. Right. They don't need to, but they don't need to. Right. Even even if they did, they don't need to. No. But it will get it will get another one. And I, I hope they'll take some more risks there. I feel like they were Nintendo was probably still a little bitten from the live action movie all those years ago and was like, look, let's just tell a Mario story. That's what audiences wanted X years ago. Let's just try to do that here. And they do. There are some genuinely funny moments, like genuinely funny moments. And then there's all kinds of moments that are funny for Mario fans uh, or um, Easter eggy, whether it's in the dialogue, in the background, even in the music, all the mm-hmm. iconic Mario music is used, but not ripped. It is right. it is twisted. It is played upon. Like musically, they have some fun with Mario themes uh, and, and go in different ways. Uh, Yad, you and I have now watched two movies this week that had yes. "I Need a Hero" in it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And, and I mean. Okay, so the wife didn't watch the first one with me. I was watching it here. But just when it hit on the screen, I'm like, oh, my God, again, perfect timing. (laughs) That beats. Yeah, the riffs they take on the music in the movie are perfect. They, They go along beat per beat with what you're watching. It doesn't feel out of place at all. Um, And, like, like, uh, the people when they were watching the trailer and stuff were saying how they hated Chris Pratt, and it's just Chris Pratt being, you know, talking like Chris Pratt. It didn't take me out of it at all. I saw him as Mario on the screen. Donkey Kong I, did take me out of it uh, a little bit. Kong, a little Se- bit it's yeah. absolute. Yeah. It was just like Seth Rogen, one hundred percent normal <laughs> voice. Yeah. Like he didn't do anything to try and mix no, it up a little no. bit. That that was the so, only one for me. With with yeah. Jack Black, what I've noticed in some of the clips that I've heard, it almost seems like at times. They uh, they twist his voice a little bit with like some robotic voice effects over it, but then at other times it just sounds like Jack Black. So he's a little, it's he's a little growlier than he normally is. It almost seems like a mechanical growl though, like a yeah. digital effect, like something they did in post almost. I I don't know. I I'd have to go get into it a little bit more because I I just saw him on The Mandalorian this week as well. So, right. So, so it was fresh in my head what he sounded like. If if you watch the 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 peaches video, he yeah. sounds more mechanical at the beginning of that song, and then it like fades away when he gets into the higher pitches. So I don't know if it's something he's doing to his own voice with the girls, but it does sound digital or mechanical. Uh, to yeah, me. the, the peaches might be auto tuned a little bit, I think, but the rest of his dialogue in the movie is it just sounds like he's. He may be doing a little bit of a Batman going on there, you know. <laughs> it is absolutely, I will say this, it is absolutely one of those movies that if you go to the movie theater not expecting much, which I feel like is the way you should go to see a Mario Brothers movie. Right. Like, if you go not expecting much, you will probably sit there with an eight-year-old smile on your face, <laughs> looking at all the stupid things in the background, looking at all the, like, enemies or the side characters, and, oh, my God, those are shy guys, and then there's this one and this one and this one. Oh, look, there's a bunch of, you know, Yoshis running around. Oh, there's no green one. I wonder why. Like, are we going to see Yoshi later? Like, so, it, it, you know, it... <laughs> 
I didn't expect anything of the plot. I know, uh, like, Angry Joe did. They, they tore the movie apart. And I'm like, what oof. did you guys expect? Right, right. Because <laughs> like, yeah. the, bar, the bar is down here. The bar is right here. It was an hour and a half Nintendo commercial, and I knew it was going to be yeah. that when I got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I so mean, I, I walked in just, just thinking, as long as it's not as bad as the first one in 90, from 93. That's all I was expecting. Is, is as long as it's better than that, I'll be happy. And I was I, actually ecstatic watching it. Like like you said, like an eight year old kid with a smile on my face, giggling to myself. I like that Peach wasn't just relegated to you know the damsel in distress. You know, I, yeah. I, I others did not like that. Uh, I, I mean, thought, she's always yeah. kind of like taken up a role though. Like you look at yeah. Mario two. You know, like she had her own game, Super Princess Peach. Like she does, she does too, float you know? on her dress. That's she awesome. does float on her dress at yes. one point. Um, so let me ask you guys: in terms of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna omit one in particular. In terms of video game adaptations, what do you think is the best one, other than Mario and other than The Last of Us? I want to see like where this compares to like what the the next closest video game adaptation is to you. Oh. <sighs> I mean, I'm cutting Last I, of Us as out much as I, one to one almost. As much as I love the Resident Evil movies, those got to go. They're not. Oh, they're terrible. not. You know, I love them because yeah. they're kind of bad. Yeah, they're, they're um, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil movies. They're Mila Jovovich movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. The first one is the, the only one that it's kind of like on the fence. But yeah, yeah. yeah. the because the, then there's the CGI ones, which are pretty good, but they yeah, weren't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you didn't go and see those in movie theaters. Right. Right. Um. And then there's like Castlevania's next. Oh, as the the show, the the Netflix show. Yeah, Yeah, that was really good, and really close to its source material too. Yeah, because what was with Dracula's Curse, I think, was Mm -hmm. what they followed initially. Right. right. Um, the original Silent Hill movie is is good. The sequels are not, but the original Silent Hill movie is pretty good. Yeah. So just I'm uh, just trying to get a feel for like what your favorite video game movie was like comparatively to like this Mario like where that kind of so okay well and the original so, Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie was really good the subsequent sequel yeah, was terrible it. but the- it was it was well, so so I asked this question to someone else and uh, their answer was actually the the 1990 Mortal Kombat movie so yeah oh um, yeah 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 really good yeah yeah I can so, I could go there. I can go there. Um, do you think you would either of you would enjoy this movie if you were not a Mario fan? No. No, no. I think you have to be. <laughs> okay. I mean, if if you're an eight year old, if you're a kid, yeah, yeah, get yeah, you yeah, into yeah, Mario. yeah, yeah. It'll totally get uh, yeah. you're hooked on yeah. Mario for life after this movie. Or or, <laughs> uh, yeah. or if you're a parent with young kids, obviously, like there's been a lot of movies I've seen that I just don't care for, but I enjoyed watching them with my like eight year old right. son or or, or my yeah. daughter or whatever. If if you are a grown adult who has almost no experience with or love for Mario and you go and see this movie alone, you might have a few chuckles and say the animation was really cool and within a week you'll forget about it. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. it's it's a forgettable plot. It's, you know, and it's it an is all about movie. do you love Mario? Then we've got a lot of wink, wink, nod, nudge, nudges for you over the next hour and a half. And I mean, and by the time it's off. over, you want to boot up your DS. Like, oh, yeah. you, you oh, want to yeah. boot up your oh, DS yeah. or, or your or Switch. Steam Deck. Yeah, or your um, Steam Deck. 
<laughs> but like, so based on like you said at the beginning, the punch out pizzeria, like obviously we all know, but there's some people that are watching this may not realize Mario was the referee in punch out. So yes. like, that's kind of the ref, you know, reference there is there even like these higher level tier nods. Yep. So with the exception well, and, of and Giuseppe punch out, playing jump man, uh, the right. arcade jump machine man. jump man, that was uh, his Mario's yep. name in donkey Kong before he was Mario. Like there is yeah, all works. kinds of the stuff so like that. Out, outside of outside of that, uh, Jumpman, I guess, and and the um, the pizzeria. What do you think is your favorite Easter egg? Mm. I, I liked Kid Icarus. That, oh that was yeah, that was cute. Yeah, yeah. that was cute. That yeah, the Kid so Icarus one was had to be. Mario gets like, pissed oh! at his family, and he goes to his bedroom, and he's playing the old school NES in the dark, and he's playing Kid Icarus. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, music and all. Yeah. Uh, that one was good. Uh, there were some musical Easter eggs musical in there too. The, the, are, the Mario rap from the original yeah. Mario TV show. Yeah. That that was fun. Yeah. Well, the Donkey Kong <laughs> rap is in there too. Uh, hey, that was right. something Seth Rogen demanded when he yeah. took the role. <laughs> That's great. That's uh, great. Unfortunately, the original Donkey Kong rap. Uh, author or writer is not credited in the movie. That's kind of oh, weird. Yeah. Nintendo's usually pretty good about that stuff. Um, it was uh, Grant Kirkhope, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like a visual nod? Okay, this really isn't an Easter egg. It's an, it's an uh, artistic moment that they do twice to great effect. Once when Mario and Luigi are getting from point A to point B and running through New York to get there... And then once when Mario and Toad are running from the beginning of the Mushroom Kingdom to the castle. Uh, and, oh, it happens a third time. Mario and Donkey Kong later in the movie running to try to get to uh, Bowser's castle. Mm -hmm. And the way it's animated, it's really like they they film it as with like a left-right scrolling camera. Yes. Like they're yes, running they through a level. I uh, and that. helping each other that. open yeah. doors. It, it's, it is very video game-y yeah, uh, getting through there. And I thought that was a really nice nod. If, you, if you've played, you know. You're like, hey, this looks like them running through a level together. So, and if you don't, then it's you, you just, okay, they're just running through the scene. Yeah, because yeah, it, so like it, it didn't click in my head until you said that. Yeah. So that doesn't feel like as jarring or out of place as like when they did that with the Doom movie. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The Doom first <laughs> no. was crap. <laughs> good, no. good. It was very cool. Very. Yeah, cool. Everything flowed together very smoothly. The whole, I mean, you've seen in a trailer where they have the sequence where he's jumping around, where it looks like a level of Mario, and it's yeah. like floating in the sky. The the usage of that. In, in what they used it for in the movie, I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it totally works. It totally yeah. works. It was just... I couldn't yeah. help but smile the entire <laughs> damn movie. Uh, does it make sense that Rainbow Road connects point A to point B the way it no. did? No. But who cares? Yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> who cares? I think... Well, I think what that was doing was kind of crossing... I haven't seen it, obviously, but I think it's crossing two concepts of... Uh, Rainbow Road and Star Road from Mario World. Yeah. So right. I think it's probably doing that. Um, yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense the way it's used. You're, you're just like, mm -hmm. those two things don't connect. The, you know, this is, but it, it does, it, who cares? Like, no, it doesn't, cares? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I no. think if you went into this expecting 
any real like cinematic masterpiece, then you were just being dumb from the onset, I think. If you mm-hmm. expect yeah. to go unplug your brain, have a little bit of fun, watch Mario beat up Bowser and help the princess or re- slash rescue the princess, you're going to smile when you leave. You, you, you oh, just oh, will. Yeah. You just will. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's absolutely... I cannot yeah. wait to get this on Blu-ray and slowly go through the movie to get all the smaller yeah. Easter eggs. Right. Because uh, so, like, some of them are right in your face, and then obviously I'm sure there's yeah. hundreds littered throughout the damn thing. Right. So what what I found was interesting was uh, not, not related to Mario, but uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out. Yeah. Um, they... Uh, they announced a release date, which was, I forget now, uh, October 26, 27th. Um, and uh, they announced that it's going to be available on Peacock like right away because they want the, the, the lore junkies of Five Nights to be able to like sit there and analyze the movie and not have to wait like a month for it to get released or, you know, whatever. So like they're, they're doing a theatrical release and the Peacock release at the same time. Do you think Mario would have benefited from something like this? Or do you think it's best to do the theater? No, no, Uh, you can't argue with them pulling almost 200 million and they haven't even gotten to the Saturday and Sunday box office yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, I mean, this is the biggest thing illuminations ever done as far as opening week. And that's the team that did minion and despicable me and, and all that. Like, the 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 money the the sales on this one yeah they're just no freaking oh, yeah. joke oh yeah i mean i i know i know it, they did take a cautious step and it's it's you know it's totally legit why they did it because of how the last movies turned out <laughs> well i will so, say that totally it did understand. seem like nintendo let them take a little bit of uh, did a, take a little like bowser references trying to kill mario right and, and right. nintendo it, has right. always been like coy on that stuff. Right, like but it was a safeish step. I understand why they did it, but the I think they did really take it very seriously, considering the creator of Mario was on you know on board with it to to work on it, and the the head of Illumination was directing it. Right, not one of his guys, not one directing of the, the, the right. other not groups. One of his guys, it was the head of the, Illumination the, dealing with it directly. So they did take it very seriously, and they wanted it to be a success. And I th- it was. I mean, you can't argue with the money, like you said. Do you think this this movie would benefit with a Mario game being released right around the same time? Well, so that's, that's kind of... <laughs> yeah, on that, uh, we... <laughs> I mean, it would have been excellent cross-promotion, but I don't think either one of the two needs cross-promotion. Like, a new mm-hmm. Mario game, you know if you're going to buy that or not already. Uh, and a Mario movie, you know whether you're going to see that or not. You, you know, I, I don't think you're going to go to one and think about buying the other. But would it have been good? Yeah, I mean, it would have been hundreds of millions of dollars in in on both sides of that fence. But when are we going to see a new Mario movie, a Mario game? It's been six years, gang. Yeah. It's been six years, and Shigeru Miyamoto was actually asked that in an interview with Variety, like, when are we going to get another Mario Brothers game? You got the Super Nintendo World theme park opening, you got the Mario Brothers movie opening, why was there no game, <laughs> like, in this time <laughs> slot? Uh, yeah. and he just kind of laughed, and he said, well, all I can say is stay tuned for future Nintendo Directs. To be more specific in the translation, 
He said, I can't say anything in advance, but we have Nintendo Directs every two or three months, so please look forward to those. So maybe not the next Nintendo Direct, because he was kind of specific on we have a few coming, but I it looks like we could possibly sometime this year get word on a new Mario game, which would be nice. I'm I'm all for one. It's been six years. So it's been six years for, for a main title. Main but title, yeah. You, you gotta you gotta look too. Like we have Mario Kart, right? It's been next year will be a decade since Mario Kart eight was released. Yeah, but Mario Kart keeps getting they're almost that's almost like their kind of pseudo live service, right? With all the different DLCs that just keep expanding on that game. Yeah, you just add a new rider and you add a new map and not you know. not saying I wouldn't pick up a new Mario Kart. I absolutely <laughs> would. I'd pick up Mario Kart 9, but I don't feel as bad on that one because it's one that's never really left my brain yet. Because you get the DLC and you're like, "Okay, let's cool. Let's let's go check out the new stuff have in you, there." Have you jumped in to check out the the new courses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so we still play it in my place. We still play nice. it in my place. Nice. Uh, we love us some Mario Kart. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, we're talking about directs, Yod. We talked, or Dom, we talked last week. uh, You weren't on the show, but there was like that 10 minutes of Zelda gameplay revealed. And I did want to give you a minute to kind of chime in on what you saw there. Um, Okay, so I think the combining of weapons and items and all kinds of stuff like that is really cool. I think I'm very excited for that. It allows for some unique combinations and puzzles. Uh, which is my main issue uh, with the first game is I felt a lot of the puzzle elements were very lacking because you basically got everything right at the start. But having this this level is like, it's something you probably still get right at the start, but this level of like combining things adds such more depth to puzzles that it has the opportunity and the potential to make a lot of the puzzles more in-depth, which is basically what I was looking for. Um I don't know how I feel about warping through the ceiling still like that. <laughs> that really, because like as much as I don't like climbing, it seems to take a lot away from exploring the environments. If you could just like warp through the the roof and climb to the top of a mountain instantly, um, I feel like that takes a little bit away from it. But we'll have to see how often it's able to be used, since it can only be used in certain uh, circumstances. Um, and then the one thing that was not in the trailer, which I still sorely miss, are actual dungeons. So that's not to say they're not going to be in the game, but this late in the game, not showing us a dungeon has me very worried. We'll so find I out. I feel like it's only a month away. Situation again. A little over so, a month away. But, but, but the big question is, is it more Zelda now to you? He's got. Uh, he's gonna have to wait to see the dungeon point. That's, yeah, that's like I mean, a big that, thing for for Dom as far as Zelda. Zelda goes. dungeons are a staple, but so are the puzzles. And if the puzzles take a little more, you know, uh, if there's a little more weight to them with this combining of of items, then maybe I can overlook it more so than I did in Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'm still very skeptical. I'm still on the fence. I'm still not excited for it, but I'm gonna play it. Okay. Uh, that's the it's a or weird thing because it's like it's Zelda. Minimum, I want to be excited at but I'm minimum not. you will buy it and leave it sealed on your desk <laughs> at, minimum. At, at minimum I've already bought the collector's edition so <laughs> you can see um, mine from breath of the wild right there yeah right in the back I, I got lucky and I like I I was at work I was looking at something and they're like I got a notification from one of the, the amiibo twitters that that I follow and they're like 
the the collector's edition's on sale right now. So I went, I grabbed it, I went boom, boom, boom. I went, told one of my coworkers, turned around, it was sold out as fast Ooh, as I, like, is within a minute. I was like, I am so glad that I didn't tell them first it's, and then tried to buy it's it. It's funny you know? how like, freaking big that collector's set is for yeah. a game that's the size of an SD card. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, before we leave the topic of Mario, I did go sure. over to NintendoLife.com. Uh, mm -hmm. And I took a look at where the Mario games currently rank. Not not according okay. to like somebody on their staff, but the reviews from people that play Mario games, and they aggregate them together. You know, ten out of ten, and how many reviews has has it gotten? That type of okay. thing. So currently, right now, number one is Super Mario World on the SNES. Number yeah. two okay. is Super Mario Brothers three on the NES. Okay. Number three is Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii. Four is Super Mario Galaxy 2. And five is Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. How's that top five sit with you, Dom? Uh, actually, pretty perfect. Uh, the only thing I think I would swap on that list is Galaxy 2, I think, was better than the original Galaxy. So I would actually swap and make the sequel number three and then... Uh, Galaxy 1, I would put it at number 4. But the rest, I would keep the same. Uh, World in 3, because I I have... 3, I felt, was the first Mario game that I really like got super into as a kid. 3 and World might be interchangeable for me, but, like, for nostalgia purposes, but as, like, game mechanics and, like, the overall feel, I can understand why World is in the number 1 slot, and I don't disagree with that. I might even put Mario RPG in my top 5. So I might put in instead of uh, Odyssey, I would put Mario RPG. What about you, uh, Yad? I didn't play the Wii and the uh, Switch one. Oh, you're missing but, some good Mario games. Yeah, but the uh, yeah Mario World, yeah, that that was that was good. Yeah, I, I, Dom, I, I I'm kind of with you. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Yad. I do find it odd how low on the list the actual Mario 2 was. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> not, not, not the American Mario 2, the actual Mario 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the American one was just doki-doki doki panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm kind of fine with the top five, even with Galaxy being three and Galaxy 2 being four. And for me, the SNES one does have to be number one simply because that is the first time that uh shigeru miyamoto was able to introduce yoshi which i think took uh a lot of uh, additional uh paths as far as game design when you have that additional element those two games yeah it, i could if you're gonna say three is your favorite i'm not gonna argue with you because my it's probably number two on my list but the frog suit <laughs> yeah 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 like the frog suit but, yeah but, but it wasn't yoshi, yoshi. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yoshi. yoshi uh kiribo's boot come on let's go it's the, the first yoshi you, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You poop out an egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, or Kiribo's shoe, I think it was called, but yeah. Oh, my. Oh, before yeah. before we completely shift, I had one other question that's kind of related to the Mario movie for you guys. Uh, if you guys had to choose, based on the, the animation and the style of that movie, what is the next Nintendo franchise you would want to see turned into a movie? Oh, it'd have to be Zelda for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zelda. 100%. Both Zelda? Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I personally, without even seeing the Mario movie, I, as much as I also love Zelda, I feel like I yeah, would yeah, maybe yeah. even want a Star Fox or a Metroid, personally. 
Uh, I don't think you can. I mean, you certainly can longer term, but I, I don't think you go from Mario to Metroid. There's a, there's a, right. I think there's a significant audience drop off uh, well, Star, between Star those Fox, two games. In that style, okay, Metroid. I would like to see that shift more towards an anime-ish style, just because of, of mechanical design. Torchwick says a Rocky-style Punch-Out movie. <laughs> 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 that would be interesting too. Uh, okay, I, I could even see Kirby maybe being popular. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we're gonna skip. Go- we're gonna skip the food thing because we gotta. Fine, we gotta roll. We gotta roll. My answer is uh, no. By the way, in some miscellaneous <laughs> news, in some miscellaneous news, uh, let's talk about very briefly the <laughs> Tetris movie. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because that came out too. Uh, we talked about it last week because it was already up, but we hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, Yad and I have since watched said Tetris movie, and I'll tell you what: like I knew the history of Tetris going into it. I don't know if you, yeah. you two did. You, you yes, did. I, so I did. Was, yeah. You know, you yeah. know the whole trying to get it out of Russia, all that stuff, yep. and so you kind of expect this to be like a half-ass movie. And uh, it's not, dude. It was so well done. Oh my god! It was the, the, so stupid it's, good. Is it, I know. Is it like a pseudo documentary, almost like the Weird Al movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. It's okay. kind of one guy kind of telling you know somebody else about what happened, and then this right. it, it, they all go back and you know act it all out. Uh, yeah. It is fantastic. It is so good. Um, there's the the acting is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, they were all committed to these. I mean, they were, they were good. They're talking about fucking Tetris, and like <laughs> they, they're so committed. The music is great. This was the other movie we heard. Uh, yeah. I need a hero in, except it had chip tune built into the background of the track, and the lyrics were in Russian. So it was fantastic. Like it was so stupid good. There's a chase scene, an escape scene. It's yes. Tetris. But this yes. the it, movie's it, so it, good. It messed with your emotions. It, it got really you did. going. I mean, just sitting there and you see going. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end, really you got a tear did. in your eye. Yeah, you you really do. If you oh if you don't know the story of Tetris, then it's absolutely worth watching. Yeah. Just because it is a very very interesting story, and they do take a few dramatic licenses with oh, it, yeah. but not yeah. enough that you you won't understand what happened. And yes, this <laughs> did happen almost exactly like this. Yeah in real life how how deep into the movie did you have to wait for the tetris theme uh oh it's it's used throughout yeah Yeah, (laughs) okay good good i mean it's tetris yeah Yeah. it was so good yod it really yeah i watched it first and i was like yod this is phenomenal it has no right being this good and he's like all right he's like i'm gonna watch it later i'm in the middle of this and but i watch it tonight and then i get a message that uh, later that night he's like oh my god this is so stupidly good (laughs) (laughs) cool so absolutely worth watching uh star wars jedi fallen order 2 we got some news about that this week ahead of launch if you're planning to play that bitch on pc holy hell clear some memory now that damn Mm. thing is 155 gigs (laughs) 155 gigs on the pc rip your playstation 5 uh ssd if you haven't expanded that by this point yet Holy hell, that's a big yeah, file. You can't even play it off the disc, it still downloads. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
We also had Star Wars celebration, uh, and I know it's not technically video game related, but it's still going right now. It's still going. Yeah, we we are now getting, uh, in addition to a bunch of small stuff, we're not going to go through the whole convention. Uh, we are getting three main uh, live action movies. Now these are not going to be numbered Star Wars versions. But they are going to be set in the Star Wars universe, and Daisy Ridley is going to be back as Rey in uh, an additional film that talks about the creation or, or trying to recreate, excuse me, the um, the Jedi Order. So we, we're going back into a couple different timelines, and as a result of this, by the way, Kotor and uh, the Old Republic became canon again. So that's cool if you're a fan of Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic because they kinda, are they well. Th so it's technically no, but okay. they're acknowledging the Old Republic's yep. time period. Yep, and those items are the only. Th so they didn't say these things are canon, but they right. said that time period is canon, and right. those okay. are the only things it. that describe that time period right now. So yeah. well, considering it's kind of it's a by proxy the, uh, canonization. <laughs> it's kind of like how they brought Thrall, Grand Admiral Thrall in, yeah. where like he's a canon character, but everything in the books that he did is not canon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, considering who they have in charge of one of the films and probably the overall, you know, overarching story Bible of the three, he's going to put some nods in there. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, he, he's going to make mention of things and recanonize a whole bunch of shit that people like. 100%. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a little update on a topic from last week, Resident Evil 4 has now exceeded the 4 million units sold, the Resident nice. Evil 4 remake. Last week, it was at a paltry 3 million after a couple of days of release. Now it's up above 4, so Capcom's sitting pretty. But... The free Mercenaries DLC did come out. It is missing uh, both Wesker and Ada Wong. So, yeah, that's they're probably going to be locked behind the, the upcoming DLC instead. Mm -hmm. And I'm showing you a screenshot of these microtransaction coupons for weapon oh, upgrades that you mm. can buy in the game for the Mercenaries mode which has a lot of people not very happy feeling a bit pay to win when you could just buy your way to fully upgraded weapons. Again, you're talking about the mercenaries mode. So yeah, good old mm. bat. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yod, what do you got here? What is this finishing thing you got? Oh, that um, apparently monster energy drink has been suing video and it's been an ongoing thing apparently. Uh, has been suing uh, video games or video game companies for using the word monster in their title, such as Monster Hunter in Pokemon or Pocket Monster. Now, the cases have failed horribly. Most of them are dismissed outright, you know, just the moment they enter the court system. But it's still kind of mind-boggling that they think they can trademark monster. Trademarks work in a certain way, okay? Yeah, so this is one of and those things that's really dumb, though. Like, it I, is. Yeah, it may sound stupid on the surface, but we've talked about this before where when you get into trademark and copyright law here in the United States, if you don't defend your product or your IP, then somebody legitimately steals it, the courts will actually look at your failure to defend in previous instances 
as a willingness to be okay with it. So, like, we saw Elder right. Scrolls go after the game Scrolls all those years ago under the same, like, product confusion label. And and they... they I forget how that one settled out. It didn't actually go to court, but... No, no. Um, it, it Well, the... The trade with trademarks, it actually 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 has to look similar to your trademark. Well, yeah. If you go with if you're going straight trademark, yeah. Yeah, yeah and and that's the only way you can do this because you can't copyright the word monster. That that's the whole thing is you cannot a word like monster. That that's the whole problem with some of the Marvel characters like Wolverine. You can't copyright Wolverine. Well, the the it's claim though still in, stands the same. Monster is claiming it's going to result in consumer confusion. But and they're not even it, they're not even claiming about the logo, which is primarily what's trademarked. Right, they're they're saying right. the use of monster in any title leads which, to confusion. Which, yeah, it's it is it. it is ridiculous. That's why these things yeah. get tossed. But there is a record now when somebody does try to make a Waster energy drink with a W logo that Monster says, "Look, we vigorously defend our trademarks and our IPs. We're going to go after you too." And the courts can see a record of attempt to defend. But it's got to look like it somehow is the thing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why these things get keep getting tossed. And 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 yeah. if if you actually make a uh, energy drink called Wanster, you can actually trademark the word Wanster because it's not an actual word. Yeah, and it's not going to sell, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, but Monster. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Monster, though. Is no, that's the that's the adult diaper. You can't make it called Depends <laughs> either. Uh, either there, Don. <laughs> Uh, and I wouldn't drink an energy it, drink called Depends. I just wouldn't. It, it depends on who you get to like sponsor it. If you got Jack Black singing about monsters, you're probably gonna smell monster, it. monster, yeah. monster, monster, monster. Let's go do games of the week. Oh, now what's the peaches? Game of the week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo here. It's where all three of us are about to recommend a game for you. It could be a video game, board game, card game, mobile game, whatever. Something we've played, played in the past, or playing right now, or have never played at all, but think you should try out. And you let us know in the comments who gave the best recommendation. Yod, you're up. Uh, Go play some Super Mario Brothers, the original. <laughs> oh. The cop out answer. That was the cop out answer today. <laughs> it was. It's what's in my brain. Uh -huh. You got peaches on the brain, and I'm not even going to commentate on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Spellcraft. It's in a it's in a technical alpha right now, but you can get access to it on Steam just by clicking the request access button. It's an instant thing, uh, and I think they're running for about another seven or eight days here, so you have a little bit of time to play it. I'm not generally a fan of auto-battlers, but this is kind of a real-time strategy mixed with an auto-battler, and it actually plays really, really fun. I would recommend checking it out, and it doesn't cost you a dime. Have some fun. What do you got, Dom? Let's go with the number one most rated Mario game, Mario Run. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I, Demonologist is one that I haven't played yet, but I've watched a lot of footage on, and it's kind of like the Phasmophobia genre kind of like style game. It looks it looks very interesting to me. So uh, that's one that I'm going to be checking out soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check them all out. Let us know in the comments who won. We'll be back next week with another episode of Gaming Gumbo on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you? Yod Arks on Twitter. Yod Arks on Facebook. Eventually, when MomoCon comes around, running workshops. And right here on Gaming Gumbo. Dom. You can find me down below at It's Zista on Twitter.
I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O, and you'll know exactly when we're going live with a podcast stream or hanging out playing some Final Fantasy TCG. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Yeah.